Thanks for tuning in to listen to the Drosh for this week's Parsha reading. Stay tuned after the Drosh for details on how to stay in touch with this ministry and keep up with all of our content. I hope you enjoy the message. Today we are rejoicing in the Torah. Rejoicing in the DNA of Yeshua. He became a body, became a human being, and now, still even now, dwells among us. Our portion said, Happy are you, O Israel, who is like unto you, a people saved by Yahweh, the shield of your help, and he who is the sword of your excellency. And your enemies shall dwindle away before you, and you shall tread upon their high places. That's what's supposed to be until we get to Shemini Atzer, the final one, where we will have no more enemies. A people saved by Yahweh, the shield of your help, and he who is the sword of your excellency. And of course, we understand that the sword of the Ruach is the word of God. Shemini Atzeret, that's the day that we are in right now. That is the day that it is called over in Bobby Bar Numbers in our portion. And it means the eighth festive celebration. All right, so technically this is actually separate from Sukkot, even though it comes on the tail end of Sukkot. It's a separate day. So technically there are actually eight feasts of God yearly. All right, this is a celebration of the circumcision of Yeshua, who I am fully convinced was circumcised on this day which was a cutting away of the flesh. And one day, very soon, about a thousand years from now, everyone in his kingdom will be resurrected for eternity. And that will be the final cutting away of all flesh. We won't have to deal with it anymore. And that is the eighth millennium. That's the beginning of the final Shemini Atzeret. And we will rejoice and celebrate and be glad. I hope. Will. You guys need to wake up. You know, seven days of scope wore you out. <laughs> eight is the sign of infinity. Even in mathematical terms, the number eight is the sign of infinity. They roll it over on its side to indicate infinity. In Hebrew, the eighth letter, not the number, the eighth letter is chet. The number is shmonet. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But the letter itself is called chet, which is the first letter in the word chai, and symbolizes life. And if you look in Genesis 1, where God created life, it, it, he, yifach, he blew, he puffed actually is what it means and that that gave life to mankind so that's what the letter chet is the word chai is spelled chet yod 
which is the breath of Yah, you could say. Of course, we know that is what life is. God is life. And if he breathes on you, you live, right? So life eternal is depicted on Shemini Atzir, the day that we're in. Shemone is the number eight, and it's word rooted in the same word as Shemini, Shemini Atzir, which means the eighth festivity. And Shemin, for oil, is rooted in the word, the same word as the number eight. And of course, oil is used for anointing. And so the destination of everybody who trusts in Yeshua as the anointed one is to live with him into eternity, which we could also call infinity, right? Yochanan 12 was one of our portions for today, and it says in verse 49, For I, this is Yeshua speaking, For I did not speak of myself, but Ha'av, the Father who sent me, he commanded me what to say and what to speak. And I know that his mitzvah is Chaye Olam. I know that his commandment is eternal life. This one day that we're celebrating symbolizes that millennium. And in just a couple of months, we have a second support in December that will stretch out this one-day celebration into eight more days. You can do it all over again. Today, we pack an eternity of celebration into one day. Y'all better have some stamina today. <laughs> I flopped on the keyboard twice today already, the thing is, I sat down and rehearsed 15 songs and played them all just about perfectly, and I get here and crash. <laughs> I get distracted by microphones not working and people moving around and different things, and I get too many trains going in my mind. But we're going to rejoice anyway, I mean. At the beginning of the eighth millennium, we read, he will swallow up Mavit forever, the kingdom of death. He will swallow it up forever. And Adonai Yahweh will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people will he take away from off all the earth, for Yahweh has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our Elohim for whom we waited, that he might save us. This is Yahweh for whom we waited. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. That was from our Hathorah portion. This millennium is the eighth day of the world week. It's the beginning of things that have been predicted but unseen. We don't know anything about it. We know a tiny bit about what's going to happen when all of this begins. It's part of the mystery, and it's on the surface in the scriptures. I just read it to you out of Isaiah, part of it. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this in verse 6, but we do discuss wisdom and those who have comprehension, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the rulers of this world who pass away. But we discuss the wisdom of Elohim shown in a mysterious way, and it is hidden 
but Elohim ordained it before the world for our glory. This none of the rulers of the world knew. For had they known it, they would not have executed the Adon Hakabot, the master of glory. But as it is written, the eye has not seen, and the ear has not heard, and it has not entered into the heart of man the things which Elohim has prepared for those who love him. And that's talking about this day. That's talking about eternity. Well, we don't know what exactly is going on. But Elohim has revealed them to us by his Ruah, for Ha'ruah, the Spirit, the breath of God, searches everything, even the depths of Elohim. For what man knows the mind of man to save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the mind of Elohim except Ruah Elohim, the breath of God, the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but Ha'ruah, that is from Elohim, that we may understand the gifts that are given to us by Elohim. For the things which we discuss are not dependent on the knowledge of words and man's wisdom, but on the teaching of Haruk, thus explaining spiritual things to the spiritually minded. For the natural man rejects spiritual things. They are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Mankind cannot comprehend that God is powerful enough to roll up this universe and start all over. They don't get it. They don't even believe that he could just speak and all of this to come into existence. They think that's poetry. A lot of them do. Because they are carnally minded. They don't have the eyes of God. They don't have the Ruach, the Spirit of God, telling them what the Word is saying. There will be a new universe, but that's lost on those people. Even believers, they don't understand that God's going to roll it up and create a new one. And there will be no darkness there. There will be no darkness physically. There will be no spiritual darkness, certainly. There will be no sin. There will be no icky feelings when you're around other people because they will love you because we will all be pure. And Hasatan will be there planting junk in our ears about each other, lies in our ears about each other. Making us resent, envy, or hate other people. The people that don't think that happens in the believing community haven't lived, I guess. <laughs> if you've been in any congregation, you felt that joke. And I, that's one thing I cannot wait to be rid of. Is to everybody be like a Nathaniel, no God whatsoever. Won't be any flies flying around trying to get in your coffee. Look <laughs> in your face. It will happen. Second Peter chapter three: that the present heavens and the earth are sustained by His word and are reserved for fire on Yom Hadid, which is the day of the destruction of ungodly men. It's another part of the mystery that people don't understand. God is destroying people who reject him. They don't reject him because the gospel is not true or because he doesn't give them the proof that they need. They reject him because they know he exists and they know Yeshua is the Son of God, but they don't want to be righteous. 
Period. That's why people reject him. That's why they go off into foul doctrines because they don't want God's righteousness granted to them and the responsibility that comes with it. They want to live as they want to live. But my beloved, do not forget this one thing that one day is with Yahweh as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Yahweh is not slow concerning his promises as some men count slowness, but is long suffering toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to, to Shuba. But Yom Yahweh will come as a thief in the night, and the heavens shall suddenly pass away, and the elements shall separate as they burn, and the earth also and the works that are in it shall not be found. Now, since all these things are to be dissolved, all of what things? The heavens and the earth will be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in your consecrated conduct and fear of Elohim, waiting for and longing for the coming of the day of God, where the heavens being tested with fire shall be dissolved, and the elements, that's all the material stuff that you can see, shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and the new earth in which dwells righteousness. If you can't, I don't see how you can get any more clear than that. A new heaven and a new earth. That's not, that's not a little piece over here and a little piece over there. That's the whole universe. It's everything. Therefore, my beloved, while you look for these things, what? The destruction of, of heaven and earth and the new heaven and the new earth. We're looking for those things. Be diligent that you may be found in, by him in shalom, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of Adonai, our master, is for salvation. So he's patient with us. He's waiting. He's not coming when we want him to because we're not ready. He wants us ready. He wants to save as many people as possible. That's why he delays. Kepha is writing about the new heaven and the new earth before Yochanan wrote about it. So did he just have a spiritual experience? He doesn't say that he did. I believe he got the concept out of the scriptures. Zephaniah 1. Verse 18, neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of Yahweh, but the whole earth shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make an end, yes, a terrible end, of all them that dwell in the earth. Isaiah 51, my righteousness is near, my salvation is gone forth, my Yeshua is gone forth, and my arms shall judge the peoples, the isles shall wait for me, and on my arm shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner, but my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Pretty clear to me. Out of Isaiah 51. Psalm 102, verse 26. Of old you did lay foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They shall perish. The heaven and the earth. They shall perish. But you, talking to God, shall endure. Yes, all of them shall wax old like a garment, just like Isaiah said. 
As a vesture shall you change them, and they shall pass away. But you are the self-same, and your years shall have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell securely, and their seed shall be established before you. That's eternal life. So we have three witnesses in the Old Testament that say the exact same thing that Peter said. That the heavens and the earth are going to go away, and the new heaven and the new earth are going to be created. Peter knew about it. The scripture spoke of it. And I believe the Ruach inspired him to write those words. And Yeshua himself snatched John up and showed him imagery of the new heaven and the new earth. Best I can tell, he's the only guy that's ever seen it. He was Yeshua's best friend. The only one at the base of the tree. The only man, I should say. And he showed me a pure river of mighty Haiti, living water, clear as crystal, gushing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the great street of the city and on the other side of each side of the river was Ekhahai, the tree of life, which bore twelve kinds of fruits, and each month it yielded one of its fruits, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the peoples. And that which withers shall be no more, but the throne of Elohim and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they shall neither need a candle nor the light of the sun, for the Yahweh Elohim shines on them, and they shall reign forever and ever. That's the point of today, is rejoicing in the Torah, which Yeshua said, the commandment is eternal life. How can people not see that? The commandment of God is eternal life. Yeshua embodies the Torah, the commandments of God. They're not burdens, they're, they're, they're benchmarks. It's the goal of our lives is to try to purify ourselves and walk according to His law. Yeshua gives us righteousness, we live it out. And that is what gets us into eternity. All of this is captured in what we're about to do today. We're going to unroll the whole scroll. Read it from end to end, not the whole thing. <laughs> we're going to read from one end, the back end, the Deuteronomy end, and then we're going to go to Genesis and read from that end. We're going to roll it out, and we're going to roll it up. Right? We're starting over. We have to be here for at least another year, Dad. Come in. So might as well make the best of it. Right? Then we're going to rejoice in it. And hopefully I'll be able to play the piano decent enough where you can do that. Sure you will. Absolutely. And we're going to anticipate the final redemption of mankind. I'm going to read this last passage, and then what we're going to do is have, well, what do you think? Yeah, we'll have our closing Torah ceremony. And then we'll have to rearrange tables. Maybe we'll turn the video off. I don't think people need to be watching us move tables or waiting that long. And we'll restart it. We'll set tables up. We'll review the Torah scroll. Take however long we need. And then we'll roll it back up. And I want the men to carry it and rejoicing in it. All right. So we'll put it in the ark, but we won't close the doors. Guys. Um, 
to get it out and then you know the rest. So let me read this scripture. He who is unrighteous will continue to be unrighteous. And he who is filthy will continue to be filthy. And he who is righteous will continue to do righteousness. And he who is kadosh will continue to be kadosh. Behold, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. Yeshua said it. It's the last thing he's dictating to the whole congregation for eternity. And people say you don't need work. I am always in the top the beginning and the end. The first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandment that they, they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are the vicious and magicians and the immoral and the murderers and idolaters and whoever loves to tell lies. I, Yeshua, have sent my messenger to testify to you these things in the congregations. I am Shoresh David, the root of David, and his offspring, the bright morning star. And Haruach and Hakalah said, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And he who is thirsty, let him come. And whoever will, let him take of the mind hiding freely. I testify that every man who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, any man shall add to these things, Elohim shall add to him the plagues that are written in this sefer. And if any man shall take away from the words of this sefer, of this prophecy, Elohim shall take away his portion from Etz Hakaim and from the Kadosh city and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things said, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Adon Yeshua. The compassion of Adon Yeshua Mashiach be with you all, all you Kadoshi. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the Drosh for this week's Parsha. In the description, you'll find all the links to our websites and social media content. Please make sure you're subscribed to our podcast as we can be found on all major podcast platforms. If you feel compelled to support this ministry, please feel free to do so by donating via the Get the Word Out link in the description. All proceeds go toward growing this platform and the Mikdash Mayot ministry. Until the next time, we pray God blesses you with shalom in the name of Yahweh Yeshua Mashiach.